Welcome to episode number five of the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast, the leadership podcast where we come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. Today, I want to take you back to a leadership lesson and leadership quality I learned at a very young age. It is one that I keep coming back to after over 30 years of leading, growing in leadership, and training leaders. It is a quality that is most needed in the hour in which we find ourselves. It is a quality that is missing in many leaders, literally paralyzing them from leading with significance. It is a quality that wasn't missing in the early leaders of our nation, the quality that makes today possible, July 4th, as we celebrate the birth of our nation, the United States of America. It is the quality that positioned the church to make a difference in the world. And it is the quality that you and I, as a leader, must possess in order to lead well. The quality I'm talking about is courage. Billy Graham said it this way, courage is contagious. When a brave man takes a stand, the spines of others are often stiffened. What is needed today is for leaders, men and women, to rise up and to lead with courage. Today, we're going to take a look at how to do that and how to grow in that trait. C.S. Lewis says, courage is not simply one of the virtues but the form of every virtue at the testing point, which means at the point of highest reality. James Allen said, you'll never do anything worthwhile in this world without courage. And Andy Stanley, a simple act of courage is often the catalyst for the extraordinary. Going back to the founding of our nation, do you realize what these men and their families went through? 56 courageous men who signed the Declaration of Independence Five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes from Rhode Island to Charleston sacked, looted, and occupied by the enemy or burned to the ground. Two lost their sons in the army. One had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 died in the war from the hardships or from the bullets. These men were successful. They were wealthy, but they considered freedom more important than their security. Think about Rosa Parks. The time that she said, I'm not giving up my seat. And she became a leader in the civil rights movement because of her courage. As I mentioned, the men of the Declaration of Independence, at the end of that, they said, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Benjamin Franklin said, men, we must all hang together or surely we will all hang separately. Martin Luther, when he nailed the 95 theses to the Wittenberg Church. You see, in your life as a leader, in your life and in your leadership, the moment will come, the time will come when you will need to step out in courage. And I believe we're living in that time right now. Think about the stories that we tell our children, the stories of Abraham who went and left everything he knew to go to a place where he didn't know where he was going simply because God told him to go there. Think about Joseph, all that he went through, all the adversity that he went through, staring at his brothers in Egypt, and yet knowing that he had the courage by God to forgive them, and out of that would come the tribes of Israel. Moses, when God told him to 
go back to Egypt and to lead out the people. David, when he was 16, 17 years old, and he faced Goliath the giant. Mary, a teenage girl that was engaged to be married to Joseph, and the angel came to visit her and told her that she would give birth to Jesus, the Savior of the world. I want to challenge you as a leader, as I've been challenged recently. You don't want to look back and wonder what God might have done if only you had had the courage to step up and step out into what he has for you. In this podcast today, I really sense that we are being called to a call of courage. I want to take you back to one of my favorite Bible characters in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua was a mighty man of God who rose up and grew in courage and became a courageous leader. Gives us an example of what it means to lead with courage, especially in difficult circumstances. Three times in the first chapter, God says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Joshua 1.6, Joshua 1.7, and Joshua 1.9. These two key words are critical to our leadership today. Be strong. It's a Hebrew word that means to fasten upon or to seize. Uh, the same word is used of David when he was strengthening himself in the Lord in 1 Samuel 36, when even his own men who were with him through thick and thin were talking about stoning him because things did not turn out the way they expected. They had lost their city, their family, and their things. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. In this day and age we live, in order to lead with courage, we are going to have to learn how to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. The second word there, courageous, it's a Hebrew word, amats. It has to do with mental alertness. The interesting thing about this word is that it's not only is it mean to be mentally alert, but it is a mental mindset. It is a securing of the mind, uh, what the issue is at hand. In other words, it's, it's settled in the mind, courage to step out and do what you need to do because you know you need to do it. Uh, courage is not something that you're born with. It's something that you grow into. Let me take a moment to talk a little bit to you about growth and courage. How do you, how do you grow in courage? Well, there are several things that will help us do this. The first thing is, is that courage rises out of preparation. Every great leader that is leading with courage has been mentored by other great courageous leaders. You are who you are today, and I am who I am today because of those that we have spent time with in our yesterdays. See, Joshua didn't just all of a sudden become a great leader. Joshua spent 40 years under one of the most courageous leaders and one of the most humble leaders in the history of the world, a man by the name of Moses. For 40 years, he learned firsthand by spending four decades with a courageous leader, he learned how to lead courageously and how to act and react in situations. So what we need to make sure is that we're spending time around other courageous leaders so that we can be prepared to lead with courage. The second thing is, is courage flows out of vision. It flows out of vision. We need a picture of what can be, what should be, what will be if we'll step out. Uh, when you hear the story of Joshua as he takes over for Moses and Moses is dead and now he is the leader, we see that God very clearly defines what he is to do. He lays out in Joshua 1.4 exactly the land that he is to possess. He lays it out very specifically. He says, from the wilderness 
and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. He tells him exactly what he wants him to do so that he has a mindset of courage. He has a vision of what is to be, what will be, what can be, what should be, if he'll just step out in courage. I heard the story where a guy was walking through the streets of Hong Kong and he came upon a tattoo shop and in the window there were displayed samples of tattoos that were available. Uh, on the chest or the arms you could have tattooed an anchor or a flag or a, a mermaid or, or whatever. But what struck him the most were three words that could be tattooed on one's body. The three words, born to lose. He goes on and he tells a story. He said, I entered the shop in astonishment and pointing to those words, I asked the Chinese tattoo artist, does anyone really have that terrible phrase, born to lose, tattooed on, on their body? He replied, yes, sometimes. But I said, I just can't believe that anyone in his right mind would do that. The Chinese man simply tapped his forehead and said in broken English, before tattoo on body, tattoo on mind. You see, courage flows out of a vision of what we see that can be. The opposite of that, fear and unbelief, flows out of a vision of what we think may be. God gave Joshua a vision of what he needed to possess, and he promised him that he would be with him. A third thing that will help grow our courage is past victories provide courage for present obstacles. Past victories provide courage for present obstacles. You remember that God said to Joshua here in Joshua 1, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Now Joshua remembered all the past battles that they had faced. He remembered when Moses showed up on the scene in Egypt and the 10 plagues, the power of God that was displayed. Uh, he was there whenever Moses led one to two million people out of Egypt and they came to the Red Sea with the Red Sea in front of them and the Egyptian army behind them. And it looked like there was no way out. And he was there when Moses raised the rod and God parted the Red Sea and they went over on dry ground. He was there when Moses took down the rod and the water came down on the Egyptians. He saw all these things, past victories, and they provided him courage for his present obstacles. I think of the story of David. We mentioned the teenager, 16, 17 years of age. He's facing a giant where grown men are afraid to fight this giant. Even the king of Israel, King Saul, who was a very large, very strong man, was afraid to face this giant. But here comes David, a shepherd boy. And because of past victories, over a bear and over a lion that had come to try to take his father's sheep and because God had given him courage and the ability to overcome because of those past victories it provided David courage for the present obstacle and as the story goes on he did what no one else was willing to do not only did he face the giant but he defeated the giant the fourth thing that can help our courage grow is courage increases with conviction Many people don't live with conviction. There's nothing stronger than having a conviction in what God has called you to do and who he's called you to be. And as you grow and I grow into the leader that God has called us to be, as we have a conviction of the call that he has given us to lead his people, 
to lead in a situation or to lead through a situation, then we're able to see our courage increase because of the conviction that is in us. I saw a lot of that recently when we walked through COVID. I saw different leaders that rose up that had conviction. And and even in my own life, I felt the stirring of that conviction that the church has to be there when everyone else is running away, when everyone else is somewhere hidden in fear, isolated. It is imperative that the church step forward in faith and courage and minister to the fearful and minister to the hurting and minister to the sick to be there for people when they need us the most. You see, if we have that kind of conviction, no matter what the situation is, no matter even what the consequences may be, we'll have the courage to lead and to lead well. I had the opportunity to hear Andy Stanley at Catalyst 2017, and he said four things about courage that to me paint pictures of courage in action. I want to share those with you today. I believe that as they have helped me, they also will be helpful to you as well. The first one is this, courage to stay when it would be easier to leave. You know, there are times that we're facing situations, uh, maybe frustrations, uh, maybe obstacles, and the circumstances say go. But it's that moment that we get down on our knees before God and God says, stay. See, if I love one thing that he said. He said, if you run from God's will now, then you'll be running from God's will for the rest of your life. He shared about how his dad faced opposition, but knew God wanted him to stay. And he stayed even though it would have been easier to leave because he had the courage to stay. And as a result of that, we know the ministry of Charles Stanley and what's come out of that. The second picture And this is powerful as well. Courage to leave when it would be easier to stay. Courage to leave when it would be easier to stay. He talked about when he felt the prompting of God to leave uh, where his dad was ministering and all that he had. It was easy. It was secure. And yet he felt like that God had called he and his wife to go do some ministry on the other side of town. And they went and they ministered. And I love one of the questions that they talked about as they saw God minister to people. There was someone getting baptized, and I believe it was his wife that looked to him and said, what if we didn't leave? What if we didn't leave? This may not have happened. See, courage sometimes means we have to leave when it's easier to stay, and we got to go do what God's called us to do. I was thinking about that the other day when I was talking to Wendy and When I left Sam Lehman, I left a six-digit income. We planted the church a few years before, and I was doing both, but I really felt like God said to leave that job so I could give more time to the ministry and, and to give up that income, and we were one of the largest contributors uh, to the church, and so in so many different ways in the natural, it didn't seem right, but we prayed and we fasted, and God said, do it, and on such and such a date, we made the decision, and we took the step. Now God's moved us from a home to a small storefront to a larger storefront, now to a campus. Hundreds of people have come to Christ. Thousands of people have been impacted. What if we didn't leave? What if I didn't leave that job to do what God said? What courageous step is God calling you to make? 
Maybe it's courage to stay when it would be easier to go. Maybe it's courage to leave when it would be easier to stay. The third thing is, is courage to get help when it would be easier to pretend. I see leaders all the time that are struggling, and one struggle leads to another, to another, to another, and they don't get help, and then all of a sudden things come crashing down. Secrets are dangerous, especially for leaders. If you have a secret as a leader, then you're leading with a limp, and it's only a short period of time before you're going to come crashing down. You should fear the consequences of concealment more than the consequences of confession. You see, we need each other as leaders. Every leader needs leaders who can speak into their life. We need to walk in humility and transparency. Humility is an invitation for God to do something. Pride shuts the door on God, and pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Leaders, in the time in which we're leading, you and I need courage to get help when it would be easier to pretend that everything's okay. The fourth thing is, the fourth picture is courage to submit when it would be easier to power up. There is safety in the multitude of counselors. Even though God always raises up a man or a woman to lead, and he always gives them a vision, and then he raises up leaders around them, it is imperative that if you are the lead man or the lead woman, that you are the one out front, that you have leaders that can speak into your life and that you pray together and that you fast together. And when you make decisions, sometimes it may be a decision that you wouldn't make, but there's safety in the multitude of counselors. And the other leaders may say it is. And we must walk together. Why? Because we need courage to submit when it would be easier to power up. I want to close out this episode with a call to action because it's one thing to talk about courage. It's another thing to grow in courage, but then we've got to step out in courage. And so I want to talk about how you and I can step out in courage. I want to give you seven quick ways, and this is going to be quickly, and you can talk with, these, uh, with your team. You can go over them. You can go over them with your spouse. If you're married, you can go over them with your kids. This will help in any area of life of how to take steps of courage. Number one, live and lead by example. Live fearlessly. A scared world needs fearless leaders. And right now we got a whole lot of people that are afraid. A whole lot of people that are scared. A whole lot of people that are paralyzed by fear. It's never been more important for you and I as leaders to lead by example and to live fearlessly. Number two, take risk. Don't do what you've always done because if you do what you've always done, you're going to get the same results you've always gotten or even less than that. It's time to go where you've never gone before and do what you've never done before. When, when God gave the invitation to Joshua to lead, he said, Moses is dead. You're going to lead these people. And he said, you're going to go somewhere where you've never gone before. It was just several months ago before the Lord opened the door and this whole thing of moving to the campus became even a possibility that God spoke to me on a Saturday night as I was going over my message. 
and said, I'm going to do something here in you and in this church and through this church that will totally blow the minds of people. And they will say, how in the world did that happen here in Lincoln? And yet when it happens, they'll know that it's God. You see, we've got to take risk. We've got to go where we've never gone before by doing what we've never done before. The third thing is, and this is important, we need to learn from failure. We need to fail forward. I would rather fail in the center of God's will than look back and wonder what would have happened if I would have not trusted and obeyed God. Learn from your failure. We're all going to fail. Uh, Failure happens, but failure becomes an opportunity for us to grow and become the leader that God created us to be. The fourth thing is step of courage is confront compromise. Confront compromise. There's a whole lot of compromise going on today, not just in the world, but in the church and in businesses and whatever leadership place you find yourself in, it is imperative in order to be a courageous leader that we have the courage to confront compromise. Years ago, I was in Felton, Georgia, dedicating a ministry building. There was a situation going on there with a lady that was a really a a phenomenal leader and a spiritual mother in my life, a woman of God, and she was uh, leading a ministry there. She asked me to come down and dedicate it. Long story short, while I was there, the Lord spoke to me about a situation that was going on that needed to be confronted. There was a another spiritual son who was doing something that was wrong that was going to lead to the ineffectiveness and if it kept going on, even the destruction of a very powerful ministry. And the Lord spoke to me while I was there to speak to her. It was one of the hardest conversations I had to start. And once I spoke to her, she was very receptive, but I went to her and I confronted the compromise that needed to be confronted And as a mighty leader, she confronted the compromise and not only saved the ministry, but the ministry has expanded internationally as a result of a courageous decision by her to lead with courage. The fifth thing is, is whenever you're going to take a step of courage, sometimes you're going to use an unconventional strategy. In other words, you're going to try something new, something different. Sometimes you have to do what no one else has done or what no one else is willing to do. It seems like a lot of leaders follow what other leaders are doing and what's worked for them. And we can learn from that, and that's a good thing. But in order to lead with courage, sometimes God lays on us a strategy that is unconventional, like he did Joshua, march around the city one time for six six days. March around the city one time for six days. And then on the seventh day, march around seven times, blow the trumpet and shout, for I will give you the city. How ridiculous that must have seemed to a military leader like Joshua. But he took a step of courage and he used an unconventional strategy and it worked. The sixth thing is in order to take a step of courage, we must walk in authority. We must walk in authority. When you're called by God or whatever leadership position that you're in, you have authority to make decisions that will make a difference. But just because you have the authority doesn't mean that you will use the authority or use it well. 
I want to challenge you as a leader in this day to use the authority that you've been given in your sphere of influence, in your position of leadership. Use your authority and walk in it and walk in it well so that you can lead with courage in this season. The final thing is in order to walk it out, we need to lead in such a way with courage that we leave a legacy. You know, there's, a, there's an interesting scripture in Joshua 24. It says that not only did Israel follow God all the days of Joshua's life, but also all the days of the leaders that outlived Joshua. In other words, the leaders that he mentored, the leaders that he trained, the leaders that he poured into left a legacy. In order to lead well, in order to lead with courage, and in order to continue to lead even after we're gone and make a difference, it is imperative that not only that we're a courageous leader, but we raise up other courageous leaders. And one of the greatest ways that they learn how to be a leader that walks in courage is by walking with a leader who is walking in courage. And so remember, as you're leading, encourage, train up others so they also can be a courageous leader. What courageous decision do you need to make today? What, courageous, what courageous step do you need to take today? Don't live life thinking what may have been. Make a decision of courage and take a step of courage today. And watch what happens. Never before has it been more important for us to rise up just like those men that pledged their lives, everything they had, and their sacred honor to sign the Declaration of Independence, which gave birth to our nation, which we are celebrating today because they were willing to lead with courage. There are others who are counting on you and counting on me to lead with courage. I want to thank you for joining me today. I want to thank you even more for rising up in courage with me as we lead in this time. We're here to come alongside you and help you become the leader you were created to be. Thank you for listening to the Larry Crawford Leadership Podcast. For more information or to download the leader guide for this episode, you can go to our website, larrycrawford.live. To get in touch with us, send us an email at leadership at larrycrawford.live.